We do hear that people are experiencing an elevated level of anxiety and stress around the holidays, interaction with larger family groups and friends, financial considerations, having to travel. But that's why at NAMI, we say you are not alone. And I think the helpline is the experience of that, right? You're not alone because the helpline's there. Welcome to Hope Starts With Us, a podcast by NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I'm your host, Daniel H. Gillison, Jr., NAMI's CEO. We started this podcast because we believe that hope starts with us. Hope starts with us talking about mental health. Hope starts with us making information accessible. Hope starts with us providing resources and practical advice. Hope starts with us sharing our stories. Hope starts with us breaking the stigma. If you or a loved one is struggling with a mental health condition and have been looking for hope, we made this podcast for you. Hope starts with all of us. Hope is a collective. We hope that each episode with each conversation brings you into that collective to know you are not alone. We are in the throes of the holiday season, which as a society, we like to talk about as the most wonderful time of the year. But for many, it can actually be one of the most difficult times of the year. During this season, some may struggle with depression as the days are darker for longer. Some may struggle with loneliness if they do not have loved ones to celebrate with. Many struggle with grief around lost loved ones that they no longer are able to celebrate with over the holidays. On the other hand, some people find themselves having to spend time with family they may not want to be around or they may not feel accepted by, which can be anxiety provoking. And there is plenty of mental and financial stress that can come with parties, festivities and gift giving around the holidays. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can find resources near you if you are having trouble coping during the holidays. Joining us is NAMI's National Director, of Helpline Services, Don Brown. Don, thank you so much for joining us and for having this conversation with us and for everyone listening and watching. So before we dive deeper into our conversation, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about how you came to NAMI and what you do here? Sure. Thank you, Dan. And thank you, everyone out there. Um, my name is Don Brown. I'm the National Director of NAMI Helpline Services, and I joined NAMI as a volunteer about 12 years ago on the helpline. Um, been associated with NAMI for about 20 years through the programs and support groups, but um, really found my purpose in the NAMI helpline and hired on and, and been there ever since. The helpline is a wonderful feature of the NAMI organization. It's a direct connection to the people we serve, and we do it primarily with volunteers, peers that we recruit and who want to give back to the community. Thank you so much, Don. As we move into the conversation, you mentioned your purpose. So thank you, because I get to to interact with you and, and your wonderful uh, staff. You guys do some incredible work and provide such great resources. So what sort of things do you tend to hear and you have been hearing uh, from folks who contact the NAMI helpline during the holiday season? Sure, Dan. Um, We do hear that people are experiencing an elevated level of anxiety and stress around the holidays for all the reasons you just mentioned, right? Um, Interacting with larger family groups and friends, financial considerations, having to travel. It, It just compounds what is already 
a very stressful environment we're living in these days. So we do hear people often looking for resources, um, finding ways to add to their treatment regimen. Um, sometimes just they need to talk or let off some steam, do some creative problem solving. Um, we're great listeners. We have on tap hundreds of resources that will help people within the mental wellness space. And we're able to oftentimes address their needs. Thank you. Um, for those who may have never known that NAMI even had a helpline, can you give us some more information about it? What is the NAMI helpline? How is it different from the crisis line like 988? Sure. So we, we've heard a lot about the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, which is a wonderful new service to give a mental health response instead of a criminal justice response, police response to people in crisis. Let me clear the helpline is not a crisis service. Um, what we are is an information and referral service that offers a lot of peer support as well. And it's my belief that if someone reaches the helpline, we are able to address issues that they may have, serious issues related to their mental illness or supporting the recovery of a loved one, and that that situation may never evolve into a crisis or thoughts of suicide. So we're at the front end, right? Come to us and we'll address those needs, um, hopefully in a way that will alleviate some of the urgency or severity around the needs you may have. Yeah. Thank you for being such a great resource. Um, last year, we created the texting option for the NAMI helpline because many people, especially young people, feel more comfortable reaching out for help through text versus voice. And here at NAMI, we're all about reaching people where they're at, not where we want them to be. We also created a new youth and young adult helpline, which just recently launched. Can you tell our audience more about the young and adult uh, uh, helpline? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited that we were able to get this new service off the ground. Um, it's no secret that teens and young adults are having a especially rough time of it. That um, coming out of the pandemic with the isolation, the loneliness, the anxiety and depression are really through the roof. So NAMI decided to take a slightly different track on the helpline and focus in on this community and offer them unique peer support, which means that the helpline specialists that they will interact with when they call the teen and, teen and young adult helpline, call, text, or web chat, um, will be with a young person, right? Someone who is within their age group that they share common experiences with. And we've got a, a really robust catalog of um, resources that are primarily targeted to their needs in ways that share information that is easily digestible by them. So we've got lots of videos and infographs, um, not so text dense, um, so that they can you know, feel more comfortable with that information. And we're seeing a, a really good outcome from it. People are connecting. They're getting the information they need. Um, they love the peer support. As someone once said, you know, I, I, I want to talk to somebody who, who gets it, right? And that's what we hope we provided, that safe space for them. Um, and they love the, tax, the text and chat. So um, I don't know if you've ever tried to call a young person on the phone, maybe one of your kids, and they will never pick up. But if you text them in, the phone's in their hand, they're on it. So I'm glad that we can offer those options that people are comfortable with. 
You know what? It is wonderful that you do that. And I made a little faux pas earlier. I said young and young adults, and I meant to say youth and young adults. So uh, my uh, uh, my bad on that. Uh, but as you talked about it and you're speaking to it, you know, we like to meet people where they are, as we said earlier. And when you mentioned some of the resources that you have for youth and young adults, different than before, where it was different kinds of ways to present the information to them, print on paper. You now mentioned that you have video clips and you have other kind of assets that you're sharing with the youth and young adults because we're meeting them where they are and meeting them where and how they receive information. So that's fantastic. Way to go. Um, You know, we also have a Spanish helpline. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, We've learned, well, I think everyone knows now, there's a huge Spanish-speaking population in the U.S., and they are considered underserved in the mental health space. So we made an intentional effort to hire on Spanish-speaking staff, um, Spanish-speaking volunteers and interns, and we've translated our resource directory as well as our knowledge articles into Spanish. And in addition to just a translation, we've added resources-specific to this community that hopefully will help them navigate our systems um, a little more seamlessly, you know, as much as possible. So happy to have that service available as well. It's just one of the ways we hope to, you know, come, come alongside people and help them find that path to recovery. You know, and uh, thank you, uh, Don. The other thing that I know that you've done is as you've done the translation, it's not just words. It is cultural competency and the tone to make sure that the tone matches. So sometimes a word for a word means something different. So you've actually been very intentional with making sure that as you've done that translation, that the interpretation is correct. So, you know, kudos to, to you and your leadership and the quality assurance that you've done in in that translation. So way to go. I know we've mostly been talking about how listeners can access the helpline if they are looking for resources, but this is also a season of giving where people are looking to give back. How can people support the helpline? What should someone do if they want to volunteer on NAMI's main helpline or on the youth and young adult helpline or the Spanish helpline. So a bunch of questions all at once, but it's all it's it's your portfolio. So if you could just walk us through how someone, if they wanted to, could get involved. Sure, absolutely. Love to, love to. Um, so it's easy. There's there's one central location where you can volunteer or apply for an internship with the helpline. It's on NAMI.org. And you want to go to the tab for about us and work at NAMI, and we have our applications up. Once you've applied, there is a screening and interview process, and and you would need to be between 20 and 30 years of age to be a volunteer or intern on the teen and young adult helpline, and fluently bilingual for the Spanish-speaking helpline. But you get an interview, you'd be you know onboarded. We have robust um, asynchronous online training because we're remote. You can participate in the helpline from anywhere. So you take the training, then you transition into our coaching program, and you come alongside with some of our coaches and, and you know, get comfortable providing the information, the resources, and the peer support that we're known for um, at a very high level. And it's, it's such a rewarding experience. I mean, I, I can tell you from personal experience that you never walk away from working a helpline shift 
without feeling as though you really made a difference in someone's life. People are just so thankful and grateful for what we offer um, in the moment as we share that with them. So I really encourage people to consider that. Um, as far as an internship, we have graduate level interns, we have undergrad interns, um, an amazing experience across the breadth of the mental health space. It's a really great experience. So encourage you to consider that opportunity. Um, of course, you can contact us too if you would like to talk about it. And then, you know, the NAMI helpline is a free service to the public, but it's not free, right? There are costs associated with it. So donating to NAMI or specifically making marking a donation for the helpline um, will help us stay in business and, and doing the great work we're doing. Yeah, thank you, Don. And you heard between the ages of 20 and 30, NAMI.org, and you, you go to About Us, and you'll see the application process there. Um, we're really excited to have everyone uh, that is interested, um, whether you are um, um, looking to uh, help us as a youth and young adult, or because you're bilingual, and or both. We, we're very interested in your skills and your talent, and uh, we are so interested in being able to give back to the community. Uh, before we move to the close, uh, Don, I did want to ask you, you said it can be so rewarding and no, every shift you leave. Is there any example that you'd like to share from a 30,000 foot level of uh, uh, either, either an interaction you had or an interaction that one of the volunteers has, has had? Yes. So... I can recall um, the people that contact the helpline usually fall into one or two groups. So you're either a person living with a mental health condition or you're the family member or loved one of someone supporting the recovery of another person. Um, I, I was that family member. So I think perhaps it's those connections that resonate with me the most. Right. And I remember talking to a mom who um, had a, a, a young adult son come home from college on break. It was a Christmas break. And um, she was noticing changes in his behavior and that he was more isolating and, you know, hygiene was suffering and she'd hear him talking in his room and she grew increasingly concerned and he was unwilling to talk about it. So um, she contacted the helpline and, and we were able to listen to what she wanted to share and, and talk about, you know, maybe possible resources or information you might want to use to try to ascertain what's happening with your son. And it, it apparently was, um, he was experiencing some early symptoms of psychosis. And um, we were able to offer her resources into an early psychosis program, which um, has excellent outcomes if engaged with early. And, you know, getting people early at the onset of a mental health condition can um maybe help them avoid so many of those really life-altering consequences, right? So if you can get them on, on track early with an effective um, treatment regimen, recovery program, um, and a lot of support, they might never fall through the cracks or, you know, well, you know, the bad outcomes that are associated with mental illness. So that, for me, was an especially um, heartfelt call. You know, thank you so much for sharing that, Don. You know, um, um, many times we see people that turn their pain into purpose, and you started by talking about your purpose. So thank you. And uh, what our audience 
uh, would never know unless we share with them. And I'll take a little editorial privilege here is that uh, up until three years ago, our helpline was brick and mortar. It's It was tethered to uh, uh, in-office phone lines, tethered to in-office computers. And when COVID occurred, uh, uh, we had to actually invert our model and actually take uh, take the helpline virtual, uh, which was something that we were, we didn't have that redundancy built. But to the point of every volunteer, we asked them until we could figure it out, would they use their home, uh, their home phones and would they use their computers, their laptops until a person they all agreed. And then we found a solution within six days to put the, uh, the helpline in the cloud and to actually uh, turn that model from a brick and mortar to a virtual where we can now have volunteers all over the country. Um, and um, but it started with our volunteers saying, yes, I will use my home computer and I will use my home phone line. These are people that have purpose. And, um, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And uh, our people that, that work here uh, at NAMI and, and uh, lead NAMI uh, like Don and then work on the helpline and other parts of the organization really do care. So thank you, Don. And now I want to close with asking you about something that we always give our guests an opportunity to to close with. And we know that the world can be a difficult place and sometimes it can be hard to hold on to hope. That's why each week we dedicate the last couple of minutes of our podcast to a special section called Hold On To Hope. And we'd like to ask you, what helps you hold on to hope? Great question. Um, I think the thing that grounds me most in hope is the work I'm able to do at NAMI. Actually participate in, in finding solutions right to be part of a solution um you know it's 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 a mental illness is a thorny kind of a problem right it's it, there's so many things associated with it that seem to be irretractable but i think by being part of a solution and seeing and seeing progress made in so many areas um it gives me hope it gives me hope that we will be able to find a way forward to move through the morays and 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 reach a good place for a good many people that that's fantastic and i know with what you do it is so important to be hopeful uh, otherwise the 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 opposite of that is being hopeless so you know you have to be hopeful mm-hmm. so for our listeners viewers um any closing thoughts what what haven't i asked you what would you like to close with uh and if you're comfortable, we're good. But I wanted to give you the opportunity to share anything that um, you may have thought about that we have not uh, hit upon. Yeah, you know, and I'd like to end on a note of hope because I think it's so important to know that um, regardless of what you're dealing with and where you are, um, there is reason to hope because recovery is possible and, and families can be restored. Um, it's not easy. It takes work. And... Honestly, it's probably not something you can do alone. But that's why at NAMI, we say you are not alone. And I think the helpline um, is the experience of that, right? You're not alone because the helpline's there. Wow. 
that's a that 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 says it all. That's a drop the mic moment. Um, um, so, uh, Don, as we close this out, I uh, just want to say again, thank you to you and your team and for all the work you you do and you have done over the years, because um, you, you, you're, you're that nucleus of giving so many people across these United States hope. So thank you. And um, I really do appreciate it. And we appreciate it. Um, and sometimes that appreciation is hard to get because you're helping so many others. So thank you. And we just want to tell our audience that this has been Hope Starts With Us, a podcast by NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. We'll be taking a short break for the holiday season, but we'll be back in the new year for our next episode, which will be airing on the 10th of January with motivational speaker and best-selling author Stephen Anthony King. You won't want to miss that one, and that will be on the 10th of January in 2024. In the meantime, if you're looking for mental health resources, you are not alone, as Don said. Um, uh, to connect with the NAMI helpline and find local resources, visit nami.org forward slash help. Text helpline to 62640 or dial 800-950-NAMI or 6264. Or if you are experiencing an immediate suicide, substance use, or mental health crisis, please call or text 988 to speak with a trained support specialist or visit 988lifeline.org. We really appreciate you listening. Thank you so very much. We'll look forward to you tuning in for more in 2024. Be well and have a wonderful holiday season.